Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Elevate Retake. My name is Kelvin. Happy to be with you. Back from a trip, uh, fall break was very much needed on the campus of Southwestern Adventist University, wherever you're listening. We're, uh, our, our church and our studio is located right on the campus of University and fall break. Happened over the last four or five days. Much needed. Uh, needed a good little break as we get into the holiday season. But more importantly, there were tests and midterms. and So we're back. Just came back from D.C. Uh, the person in studio with me came back from Houston after a couple of days being with family. And uh, campus is full again with life. And, uh, and all the students finally back after taking all their tests. So... Uh, glad to be back with you. We are continuing our series, The Welcome Table, and um, we're so excited to continue forward. Uh, it's been an exciting series. It's been a lot of fun to hear from our speakers, and um, we're we're flying through it here at Elevate, and we're, we're super excited. Um, I'm excited for Elevate. We've reached 15,000 downloads and plays, which is a phenomenal number, um, and that's only possible because you and God teamed up to not only listen to the episodes, but to share them with anybody that could be interested or you feel like maybe God has pressed on your heart to share it to. Um, I know social media has helped a lot with that. So thank you so much. Um, we don't take any of the credit. All the glory here goes to God and God alone. Um, so thank you wherever you are listening around the world, quite literally. Uh, I know we still have a couple of listeners in Ireland. We have a couple of listeners in the Philippines. So from corner to corner, uh, people are tuned in to elevate uh, to the to the podcast. So, if you for some reason missed a message or an episode, I'd encourage you to go back, um, scroll back, and 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 get caught up with the series. Or maybe you just want to listen to a particular message. Um, you can do that as well. I am not alone in studio. I have a great friend of mine. You've heard his voice many times before, and uh, what a great way to be able to just kind of sit in studio with someone that is familiar and you can just have a good chat with. Um, and we can expound on a couple of things that maybe we've learned throughout the series or some things that we have uh, paid attention to that we thought you guys could um, maybe glean something from, if that's the right word. Glean? Gleam? That's something along those words. I think it's gleam. Anyway, point is, uh, Mr. Andres, introduce yourself. I know I just said your name, but uh, tell everybody who you are, uh, maybe what you do on campus. You've got a new leadership role here at Southwestern Adams University, and... Um, and what, what what are you up to nowadays? Hello, everyone. My name is Andres Canizales. I am a senior theology major. Um, around here on campus, I am actually a little bit busy almost every day <laughs> yep. uh, between meetings and small groups. Since I am part of the small group team here on campus, we are in charge of creating little small groups and uh, leading them out, uh, encouraging people to join and motivating them to, to come closer to God, to seek God in a more personal way. I just got back from Houston, as Kelvin said. It was great to be back with family, with friends, and, and happy to begin the second half of the semester. Oof. I feel like this year's just gone by really slow. Yes. Not entirely sure why, but we'll take it. We're both seniors looking to graduate, and um, by the grace of God, that will happen in May. So, uh, Andres, we have uh, been going through this series, The Welcome Table, um, in a world that is very divided and very, uh, I guess, kind of torn apart by a million different directions. 
we've been exploring this idea of unity and we've been exploring this idea of community and why that's important. I think Elevate, one of the reasons why Elevate exists and why it has made it a big impact on people is because of that very thing that we've been able to impact people, whether it's our food drives or whether it's the events that we have here at the church or whatever community outreach that we may do once a month or whatever it is, we're impacting uh, community. And uh, in the message, we kind of, you know, uh, Coker went through Luke chapter 14. There's something interesting in there where Jesus talks about humility. Yes. And it hasn't been, an, it hasn't been something that we've talked about in this series recently, um, and I can think of another example in the Bible that I kind of want to go to, but, uh, when you think of the words humility and unity, how do they coexist in your head? Um, usually when it comes to, to unity or to coming together, one has to have that humble attitude. Mm. One has to be humble because if we have that arrogant attitude that I'm better than you, or I am above you, mm. nobody's going to want to come to you nobody's gonna want to be close to you right because you have that sense of attitude that nobody wants to be around everyone wants to feel welcome while everyone wants to feel that love that they're equal amongst each other and i think that's what humility and unity have to have to do with each other because if we're not humble if we don't show that humility to others nobody's gonna want to be around us Mm -hmm. and we're not gonna be have that unity in the church i agree having that What's interesting about what you just said is that you don't like you don't really have to say much and people can still read it. Yes, like people can still fully understand and 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 like see in how you act without having to say a word. If there's a, a strain of humility in your yes. body, you know, and I think it's even more important for us as leaders. And yes, that's you listening as well, just because you think that. Whatever you may be doing is very insignificant in life right now. That doesn't mean that you're not a leader wherever God has called you to lead. And so as leaders, people are watching every move that we make. And I think humility is something that, like there are some character traits that like you can only tell by the way someone maybe talks. Yeah. Humility is not one of them. Yes. I think actions speak a lot louder than words. We may try to appear or show the appearance that we're, the way we speak is in a humble way, but the way we act is completely different. We act in a way that we show that arrogance or that we are better than everyone else. Mm. And we shouldn't have that type of attitude. Humility, when it comes to Jesus, he, he never let any type of ego get to his head. He was always willing to listen to others, which is something that we've talked about during the series his ability to kind of get to the level of somebody else. He always found something to put others first in in whatever situation he found himself in. And I want to read this quote. Uh, It says, Humility as a leader means that you love serving more than the act of leading itself. Yes. Humility as a leader means owning your abilities instead of boasting about what you're good at. And it means getting super excited about your fellow brothers and sisters when they're successful Mm. more than your own success. And when it comes to this idea of of talking about community and and making sure that everybody feels welcome in whatever circles we may surround ourselves in, they can get turned off very quickly. Yes. If, (laughs) If they sense a little bit of 
okay, these people think they're better than me or just because I'm different than them. You know, Coker talked that about that a little bit. Just because we're different than them, we feel like we've got this like sense of air. Yes. And I think it's a problem. And I, I mean, I hate to just like blurt it out, but it's such a big problem in our church. Um, because I think we feel like we have the, like we have the correct message. Yes. And that comes off very wrong. And I'm sure you've seen that before. Yes. It's very hard to, to, because we were raised this way. We were raised that, oh, especially, especially if you go to a Hispanic church, Hispanic yeah. church are really hard to accept someone that's very different than yeah. them. Yeah. 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 And it's something that I saw in my church back at, back in Houston that um, if you should come in, especially to church, if you're wearing jeans on a Saturday morning, people are going to look <laughs> at you weird Yeah, because it's not the norm. It's out of the usual. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to remember that not everyone that enters a church is a Seventh-day Adventist. Right. Or, or, or in the same situation that we're yes. in. Yes. Yeah. We, we we're not the ones to judge. And here on a, on Friday, I have I have a sermon for uh, to preach for one of my classes, and I'm p- touching on this subject on judging others, because we're no one to judge. Yeah. And the Bible clearly says in Romans two that how we judge others is the same way that God is gonna judge us. Mm-hmm. So we have to show that humility to others, because if we're to start, if we show that arrogant attitude or, or that I'm better than you. Because you do this, 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 or you're wearing this, then that's how God's going to judge us. Yeah. He's going to be like, you're judging them based on this, but you do these other things. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, we're all sinners. We all have done something in our life that we're not proud of. We all have done something that it's not correct to do. Mm -hmm. And we have to remember of those actions when we start welcoming people into our groups yeah because i'm not better than that person yeah yes we have this theology that we have to teach this gospel that we have to spread but it doesn't mean that only because i have this gospel i'm better than you yeah because that's one of the things that jesus did the most Mm -hmm. jesus told his disciples to go and preach not go and judge everyone else based on the actions you do. Yeah. He told them to go preach to them, teach them. He actually tells them, baptize them first and then teach them, mm-hmm. which is the disciples had to show that humility. And probably for some of them it was probably hard. I can think of John and, and James, the sons of thunder yeah. being probably like just the most arrogant of all of them, mm-hmm. but they got the same command from God and is going to teach. Yeah. Leaving leaving the judging to God is is hard. Yes, we're we're just innately <laughs> like born to do it, um, and and I I I love the example that you that you give of of James and John because I think of the situation when their mom came to Jesus <laughs> and was like, "Hey, look, Jesus, you're great." I love how she praises him first. She's just like, "You're God, and you're all the stuff." But I just want to know, just like maybe, you know, mother's request here. <laughs> if both of my sons can be sitting on your right and your left when you yeah. come with your kingdom. And Jesus had to kind of calm down the rest of the disciples because everybody else found out what was going on. Um, it's just like it's just like little moments like that is where we have to be careful and understand that 
God has placed us where we are for a reason, and the there there's no level to our sins. Yes, like your your mistakes that you make are not bigger than mine, and so that makes me a better person because. I sin to level two and you sin to yeah. level eight. No, there's no hierarchy to sin. No, there's no hierarchy to sin. We're all sinners and we're all in need of a savior. Um, and with that in mind, we have to understand that like, that's how that works. Everything else we leave up, like we leave that up to God. It's our job to let everybody know that they are in need of a savior as well. Yes. Like we have to accept it. And then we're called to tell people, you are in need of a savior, just like I am in need of that same savior. Go ahead. And I think when it comes to that, I, I think one of the hardest things for 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 someone to do is admit that they're in wrong. Yeah. And, and I think it's because we have this again arrogant attitude, or this oh I know more, and, and spe- especially it's hard for the people that have longer time in church. Yeah. To admit oh I'm, I made I'm a mistake. A, yeah. Or to even change your mind yeah. on something, yeah. And and we have to understand that time change, God stays the same, but the way that we share God to others has to change with how time changes. Sure. Because the way that we shared God forty years ago is not the same way that we can share God now. Yeah, people weren't doing podcasts like we're doing right now. No, like this is a whole new way of like spreading the gospel. Yeah, and the gospel is still the same. God is gonna love you. And going to accept you how you are. But we have to start recognizing that we're wrong in our sins mm. before we can start judging others. I want to talk about one last thing here. Uh, we talk about um, this type of idea of, of like, you know, being able to welcome people in. And, and I'm going to piggyback off of what I said earlier that we've all called to, we've all been called to be leaders. Yes. Um, again, I, I, it doesn't matter to me how small or if you come in contact with one person a day you are called to lead in whatever area God has put you in. So with that in mind, um, I want to talk about this idea of sometimes as a leader or as a Christian, we will, how do I say this? We will neglect the community that we're in because we feel like, I mean, maybe we're better because we've been called to lead, but we neglect the community that we've been called to lead in mm-hmm. Um because we don't depend on them and we think that we got it all covered and yes. we can do everything ourselves. And so it's very hard for me to accept anybody into the group or into wherever I, I am in um, when I feel like I can take care of it all and I got it. Um, and Jesus wasn't that way. He was a very dependent leader. He, yes. he, he leaned on other people all the time, whether they failed him or not. He leaned on those 12 disciples. Yes. And he could have come here and done everything he did by himself, but he needed a sense of community. And sometimes I feel like we're so like, I am where God's put me to be and I'm going to lead and I don't need anybody else to help me. Yes. And I think many times we don't recognize that each of the 12 disciples had a role to play. Oh, that's good. Like they were not picked randomly just to follow Jesus. Yeah. Not just some random dudes following. Yeah. Yeah. Because each one had a specific role that Jesus yeah. Put them in charge of. For example, Judas was in charge of all the finances. Yeah. And it's things that we don't think about. Like, oh, yeah, they were picked to be the 12 disciples and to preach afterwards. But Jesus, during his ministry, while he was still on earth, 
they each had a role to play with him. Oh, yeah. Like, anytime that he needed something prepared, he always sent two disciples. That's right. Like, go ahead and prepare the table, especially for for the Last Supper. Mm -hmm. He sent, I believe it was John and James. Was it John and James? I believe so. That he sent ahead and be like, go, go into town, go meet this person, and go prepare the table for me. Get the room ready. Yeah, Yeah, get the whole room ready. Like, they each had a role to play. So, Jesus didn't do everything by himself. Mm -hmm. He relied on his 12 closest friends Mm. to help him. And to work together so they can reach more people. Yeah. So they can reach others and grow the community of believers. Yeah, we can we can very easily neglect people when we only keep the like the little tight knit community that we're in to ourselves. People can see that very quickly as well. They can yes. walk into a church or they can walk into a corporate building or a business and very easily tell, okay, they're not gonna let me in that group. Yeah. Because They've got it all covered, or they want to do it all. Um, and if we're here to to lead and lead with humility and 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 unite and build communities, it's all about like leading and doing what God's called you to do, and then passing that torch. Yes. Passing that torch. Um. Because if you if you don't, man, that's why we have a lot of like dying churches. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna be eternal. Yeah, you, you got to be able to lean on the community that you're in. Um. And be accepting of people that may think different of you or may look different or may act different uh, because that's who God has called you to to tr- to train up when you're not leadership is done. But I guess you get what I'm saying. And we don't know how God's going to use the other person. Yeah. God might call you to teach this person, but we don't know what God's going to do in his life mm. afterwards. Mm. We might be gone and God is using him to baptize 300 people in a evangelistic series we don't know and all we trained them to do would be the video guy at church yeah <laughs> so we're not the ones to decide oh this one's not gonna do anything for god that's for god to do to decide i'm calling him for this specific reason mm-hmm. all you have to do is obey god go with that humble attitude to that person that's different than you and talk to him mm-hmm. about the gospel the good news yeah. and bring him in Bring them in. Tell them, tell them, tell them that Jesus loves them, and that He is longing for a close relationship yes. uh, with them. And that that's not only for like visitors that you get at church. That's that's something that like we need to tell each other as your, you know, everyday Christians. It's like we need to remind each other that we have a community. Paul says in Galatians, we are here to carry each other's burdens. Um, carrying your burdens by yourself sucks. We've been there. <laughs> you got to lean on those people. And I think also very important, once that they're inside the community, continue checking up on them. Yeah. Continue investing time in them. Mm-hmm. Make this community a unity. Yeah. Make this community feel like a, a second family to you. Um, be with them always. Check on them. Make sure that they're still following the gospel. Mm-hmm. Make sure that they're still loving God. Because God's not going to stop loving them. Yeah, he's not. If your uncle doesn't show up to Thanksgiving dinner in four weeks, you're going to call him and be like, yo, why aren't you here? If you know that these people that you've you know welcomed in, or even if it's just a, a regular member of church or a friend of yours from school, you're going to text if they don't show up to class. Yeah. Uh, reach out. See where people are at. Um, and, and God will bring those people. 
He has a great way of doing that. Somehow, some way they get put into your life, into your calendar. Yes. And I think that's the beautiful thing about um, about the community. One of the things that I just simply have loved about Elevate, the, the, the sense of community, the sense of uh, welcoming. They were that way with me when I first came in, um, coming back as a student, not really knowing where I was going or what I was doing. Um, and so it was a great sense of like, okay, Kelvin, you're part of the team now. Let's go work together. And we've been able to bring in so many more people into this ministry, um, and that's all thanks. And that's all thanks to God. So, are we perfect? Not by any means or any stretch, but we're doing the best we can. And God has called us, called us to do the best we can. Be one percent better every single day. Yes. Um, Andres, thanks for a nice little chat. That oh, was good. Thank you for having me. Um, glad you were here. Uh, if you were listening, wherever you are, hope you were impacted in some way. Maybe you can grab something. Maybe you can quote Andres and put a little put a little quote and share it on social media and make him famous. Um, but no, anyway, thanks so much for for listening. We reached fifteen thousand plays and downloads not too long ago. I think it was like a bit, about a week ago. I think is when I got the message. So thank you so much for that. We just wanted to come on and talk about something that we hadn't talked about yet with this series and in the 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 ability to be a dependent but humble uh, leader wherever God has called us to. And uh, if we do that. God will bring the people, man. He'll bring the people. Yes, he will. And it's our job to bring them in, accept them, and love them. Let them know that Jesus loves them, that they're in need of a Savior just as much as we are in need of a Savior. So, Andres, thanks so much again. I'm sure this will not be the last time that you, that you join us on Retake. It's definitely not the first. So, thanks so much again, wherever you are, however you may be listening. If you want to share this episode with a family member or friend, do so. Click that little share button on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Throw it on your social media. You never know who God may touch by you just simply doing that. Well, we'll be back next week. My name is Kelvin. That is Andres. And for everybody here at Elevate, thank you so much for what you do to this podcast and the support you give us. And remember, like we always say, there's always room for one more.